This is Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and I am so excited today, delighted today, to be with Susie Grant. Now, she is known as the Instagram, but of course, we've decided that's a terrible name, so I'm going to call her Instaglam. I'm so excited you're here with us, Susie. If you could start by just telling your story uh, and how you got onto Instagram and all that good stuff. I have a ton of questions, but let's just go with telling me a little bit about yourself and our audience. Yes. It's a very long story because I'm very old, Joy. Um, no, uh, basically, I worked in TV and radio most of my working life, so that's why I'm used to broadcasting and chatting away to the camera. Um, and then I trained as a nutritionist in between the telework when I got to my late 40s because my mum suddenly died from a heart attack way too young. She was only 62. So I oh. thought, right, I'm going to actually make sure that I've got all the skills to keep me living long and healthy. Um, then ended up writing three books, which is um, not what I was expecting to do with it, and treating lots and lots of people, carrying on with a bit of TV and radio. Then I retired. I was lucky enough to be able to retire at 60. And by 64, I was bored rigid because all my life I'd had a fairly high pressured life. I'm a doer, apart from in the evenings when I'm like everyone slobbing in front of Netflix. Um, but I am so, you know, I need something to get up in the mornings to do. So to cut a very long story short, I tried script writing, I tried novels, I tried everything. And then my two wonderful godchildren who don't even know each other, um, both suggested separately that I become a blogger. And that's how it all started. Yeah, we gotta love those godchildren, right? And it was such a natural career for me because I'd spent my whole life with an absolute, um, an absolute passion for photography, for filming. I learned to edit. Obviously, I had to teach myself stuff like that. But I'd been writing all my life, talking all my life, and dressing up all my life. So it was, um, it was a natural hobby. It started as a hobby, Joy. Okay, Sophie Bradley has just said she wants to be just like you. All right. I love that. Now, those are my half my this I know it will come into one of your questions but half of my over 30,000 followers on Instagram are under 35 and my greatest joy apart from inspiring women in my you know over 50 which is my mission um half my joy is to hear from a youngster saying I want to be like you when I grow up and that's what it's all about but I love that you embrace that because I think um, there one of the things that I think a lot of women deal with, um, and you know we can talk through this too. But a lot of women deal with imposter syndrome, and they deal like if they get into a position that is one that's of respect, they almost have this fear of success and this panic moment where they think like, who am I to to be in front of everyone else? Who am I to have other people want to be like me? And I love what you've done with that is you've turned that into a wonderful opportunity to be a role model for younger women who, and, and show them that getting older does not mean, you know, stopping doing things you love. Getting older does not mean um, stopping, you know, exploring new things and learning new things. You are showing that to people every single day. So I, I'm just looking, our feed is going nuts. There's like all these hearts Excellent. and likes and everything. So 
I love that this is working out so well. All right, so um, let's so let's go step back for a second. So your godchildren said to you, two separate ones said you need to start doing a blog, and then you started doing a blog. And what what year was this? When or when did you start? This blogging? was that right at the. I think I started Instagram. In my age goes with the with the years, so I should be able to remember. I think I started Instagram in 2014 and then started blogging and doing it properly and learning everything I could to improve my craft in 2015. So five years ago. Yeah, so this is not not long ago. Yeah, it's five years to September, or is it six? I think it's five to be fair. So you started on Instagram first and then set up a blog. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I mean, it took forever. Yes, because the website had to be designed. And that's where I draw the line. I hate, I love editing videos. I don't want to design a blog for love nor money. Um, And I've got a wonderful friend who is my helper. And she's, her, her title is actually in charge of pretty so she's made my blog what it is today making it look pretty yes I love well I did have a little sneak peek and I looked at some of your most recent posts and I'm sure one of your last ones <laughs> was what, the lockdown <laughs> well yeah and the, well the one about sex too I think that one was probably <laughs> yes that was a little bit over honest that's all right that's that's the secret that is the secret especially now in lockdown um I think the most important thing on any of the social media sites is to be authentic and I'm becoming more and more authentic and braver and braver with every post but I have suffered from imposter syndrome it's normal it's completely natural I can't remember when I lasted I think it was a very big campaign for a beauty brand and I was with these amazingly gorgeous people and I was like what am I doing here so we all suffer from imposter syndrome don't worry about it well I love that and I love that you just said that and I think what you've done is you've given everyone permission to recognize that imposter syndrome is a normal part of playing a bigger game you know I think if you are playing a bigger game and you don't feel like an imposter you're probably not playing a big enough game and that's a very good point joy yes yes and i think what you've just said is that you know you've described that perfectly so thank you i can't remember what it was but i remember actually walking around saying to people i'm suffering from imposter syndrome i don't think i'm worthy of this can't remember what it was but it it was probably a really huge campaign uh, or something like that but and i love that you did it anyway you know and that's the oh yes that's the most important thing. It's, it's why should you be any different when you're older? At any age, we can suffer from imposter syndrome and you just take a deep breath and get on with it. Well, so there's a quote in this book that I've been recommending recently called Fear is Not the Boss of You. And she says, it's not about confidence, you know, confidence, confidence you have to get from doing experiences. You know, she said it's about courage and it's about having the courage to do something that scares you And then, you know, realize that you didn't die and you're fine and you can do it again, you know, and it's all about, you know, it's not about being confident. It's about having the courage to try something new and do something new. And then, you know, when you do realize you haven't died, then you carry on and and you build from that experience. So, you know, I I think. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I um, was, I hate like all of us do 
standing up and speaking in a room full of people. Um, we all do. It's terrifying. Um, but sometimes you have to and you're not going to die and it will all go brilliantly. And, and I think it's important to challenge ourselves at any age and just get on with it. What's the worst thing? What's the worst that can happen? And look at, you know, people are worried about going on Zoom. How am I going to look? And I'm not confident enough to do meetings on Zoom and bloody, bloody, blah. Just look at the news every night. I've never seen such appalling quality for the BBC and ITV. You know, people That's with a great hanging out. Terrible backgrounds. Why don't they sort their backgrounds out? And no makeup sometimes for the women. Got to put makeup on. And, you know, hair all over the place. There's no excuse in, in lockdown. I know. You're so right. Well, I do love it because you keep seeing all these interviews and they're like in their bedroom, in the corner in their bedroom. And you're kind of like, you know, you could have at least put a little bit of a background together. Um, well, let's talk about, so we got, so so you so you started out on Instagram. And when you say blogging, you're, you mean like actually putting written text up on your website. Um, but you've gotten a lot more into video and a lot more into the lives. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, when did you start um, seeing traction on your Instagram and your blog? And, and how did that build? Because you've obviously mm. built up momentum. And now it's kind of, you've become what's called an Instagram influencer. You are 100% an influencer now. So I just, I'm curious about that journey from let's just put this out there to how it, the ball got rolling. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Um, I have a really good friend who I only spoke to today, who's an SEO. We all know what an SEO is. Don't need to explain that. Um, excellence. He told me right at the beginning, because of the Google search engine, write as many blogs as you can. Keep writing, writing, writing. You know, I bored myself witless, frankly. Um, but I kept writing, writing, writing. And now he's saying, okay, you can stop now. Yeah, you can stop <laughs> now. You can stop now. But what I was doing at the same time, and it really did start very much as a hobby, sharing what I was doing, where I was traveling. Um, I hadn't found my mission yet. Um, and then at the same time, I was... I did an online course to improve my photography for Instagram. I became obsessed with Instagram and still am, I'm afraid, much more than any other channel. Um, and now, hold on, I, I have to stop you for a second because I know this is going to be one of the questions that everyone asks me. What course did you do to improve your photography uh, on Instagram? I would love to share it, but they're not they're not trading the same way anymore. Can I email you that? Yes, yes, Because they changed. I was getting, Make Light was the group I joined, um, run by a wonderful woman called Emily Quinton, who is just the most superb photographer in the world. So go to her Make Light page, if it's still on Facebook, or go to Emily Quinton. And she has, uh, they've just completely redesigned everything since lockdown. So there are still courses available, but it comes under another heading. So okay, just look, that's, I look just knew that class. question was going to come up. People are yes. going to want to know the answers to that question. Okay, Very great. good point. Very good point. Absolutely wonderful. I got, you know, I was literally, and I've been a good photographer because of my eye with TV. I've been a fairly decent photographer all my life, but 
I was doing recipes and literally plonking a jar of coconut oil on the table, taking a picture of it and putting that out. If you look at my early blogs, the photography is appalling. And just doing that course taught me how to use crops and make it all look beautiful. And of course, iPhones have come such a long way since then. We've got the portrait mode. So it's impossible to take a really bad photo nowadays. But just learning about flat lays and, and, and imaging and crops really made the difference. And I think the reason Instagram grew so much was A, because I improved my photography. And as everyone knows, Instagram was led by pretty photos. And then I was lucky enough to be interviewed by Instagram because of my age group. It's, it, it, if you find a niche, I have a niche. I'm considered elderly in some places, which makes me really angry. But if you find a niche, whether, you know, it's a disability or um, a strange way you're living, you know, <laughs> you're living in the wild or you stand on your head every morning, it doesn't matter. Whatever your niche is, people will find you because they want to be in the same niche. Oh, the flat earth movement. You know, we could go on all day. But, but you, you, you did talk about your mission at one point. You said, you, you've said this a couple of times. So I want to talk about your mission. So you, 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 you get upskilled on your photography. You make sure you learn how to do good photography. You, you know how to write well for SEO. And just for those of you who don't know what SEO is, that's search engine optimization. So making sure that it searches well. And of course, now with podcasts um, and with videos, you can put descriptions under them that work just like that in SEO. Um, but let's say you've got your, you know, you've got your um, blog going, you've got your photography going, you've got your Instagram going, you've kind of been learning as you go and, and applying what you've learned. And you, so you think a big catalyst of your growth uh, on your feed had to do with the, the photography and the skills that you were employing. But also it sounds like you found your niche and, and other people recognize what your niche was and you've also defined what your mission is. So talk, talk to me about your mission and how you discovered that. Well, that's the key thing if you're worried about growth to get interviewed. I have now been interviewed by so many magazines and Instagram bods and every time an interview goes up, the followers surge. But it's not about the followers, it's not about the likes, as we all know, it's all about engagement. So that's where my absolute mission to rid the world of ageism and to stop offering me products called anti-aging cream. And this is a repetitive message. I'm sure you've heard me say this before. We're anti-war. I want to hear you say it again. We're anti-poverty. We're anti-cruelty. We're anti the coronavirus. Why the hell should we be anti-aging? Absolutely. I nearly swore then we're really lucky if we age and get to a certain age fit and healthy. So that's what I'm all about. Encouraging women to not be invisible just because they well past 50, to not stop trying new challenges, to, you know, dress up, make the most of themselves when they feel like it and to age positively. And I think that's why it's just become my own little movements. It's so important to me. I can't tell you how important it is that I inspire people, I encourage people. I'm very authentic. That's a secret with Instagram and anything. Um, what you see is what you get. And I show pictures when I do blogs and pictures when I have absolutely no makeup on and I'm in my slob gear for, because that's how we all feel on lockdown. So I think 
that's my biggest piece of advice be authentic be truthful be be passionate and that's it really I love that. There's so many great pieces in here. And I just, I love how it, how you've grown organically uh, to this point. Now you have an agent now. So talk to me about that. Yes. Like, At what point did you kind of go from Susie who's experimenting with Instagram and has a blog to I need an agent? About a year ago, it was after a very big um, beauty campaign. And I met a lovely lady there and it's just weird it all came together at the same time and I was getting masses of emails um from brands saying we'd like you to represent us for xyz you know some of them for mixed age groups some of them very much aimed at older women um travel travel press trips I mean loads and I was spending my life answering emails and just not getting on with what's my my joy is my own work I started this as a hobby and it's back as a hobby now um but the brand work was I didn't ever that's another lesson to learn don't ever start Instagram just to make money every huge and I'm minute compared to some of the American girls out there Every single one, without exception, says, don't go into it. Oh, I'm going to make a great living out of this. A, it's like opening a shop. Not a great example nowadays. Um, but you don't expect to make loads of money in the first year, second year, third year, do you? It's the same with any business. But I never went into it to make money. I went into it because of my passion now, because my passion has become my mission positive aging um I'm getting lots and lots of work and because I because of my tv background I naturally find stories one take you know YouTube easy editing easy lives easy um then the the brands know they can rely on me but what I couldn't cope with was all the emails back and forth and the dates and the planning so my agent saved my life I mean just it was I had the busiest month in March that any influencers had with them ever um and at the end of it I said whoa I don't want to live like this ever again and look what happened thank you corona <laughs> Well, it's interesting. I mean, someone in our, one of our ladies in our group said, be careful what you wish for, because she actually has two shops. And with the coronavirus, she got hit really hard and had to shut both shops. And she was saying, you know, but the irony is that she had wanted a slowdown. She'd wanted to be with her family more and she's yes. kind of forced into it. But also this same woman who was, you know, um, super uh, nervous around Facebook and everything else, she launched her own website online and moved all of her shop stuff online and is now selling her clothes online. And so, you know, something that you know, the coronavirus catalysted her or was a catalyst to getting her online and it got her online a lot faster. And that's what we're seeing right now. You know, as I mentioned to you before we started, we had 4,000 women sign up for our free training. We had a thousand women go on that journey with us. And what um, came through from that group loud and clear was that, that they were um, ready for uh, to embrace the digital age. They were ready to take that jump. And you know what you say, might not resonate with some women because for some women getting on video is very difficult and doing editing is very difficult. Um, but I think the most important part of that is that, you know, you weren't always on video. You weren't always doing the editing. You know, th those are steps you took in, in your life. 
and and you once you did it once you did it a second time and a third time and you got it got easier and easier and easier and it meant that you were in a really great position to to launch like this and i loved what you said as well about not going into it for the money you know and i think if i look at every super successful entrepreneur every super successful um uh a person who who's on the stage etc they are extremely passionate about what they do and that's the it's that's what ends up selling their products or selling themselves later because they have a pure driven passion for it um i mean i'm i have no relationship to emma bridgewater whatsoever apart from the fact that i think she's absolutely amazing and i have you know i buy her mugs and i have this one star mug that was given to me from one of my girlfriends in my prayer group but what i what i love about emma bridgewater if you read her book which is toast and marmalade you know she loves pottery to a degree that I don't think a normal human can love pottery, but she knows everything about pottery. And the reason that her company has done so well is because her passion is in Very pottery, yeah. every angle, every aspect. And I think what you said was so important that it's not about the money. It's about the passion. Now, eventually you have to get a little bit savvy. You had to make a decision to you to work with an agent to save yourself from, you know, getting drowned in emails, right? I mean, I think that's something we have to talk about too, is there is a point where when the money does start coming in or when the offers do start coming in, that you actually have to put your brave pants on and like become a businesswoman too. So talk about that transition into becoming a businesswoman a little bit now. I, I must add a bit to the video though. Um, video isn't for everyone. Don't forget, I spent my life in TV or on radio. So to me, it's easy. It's not easy to everyone. And when I first started edi editing my YouTube videos, I absolutely loathed it. I used to be able to give it to a nice man who would go and edit it for me in TV, but not anymore. I now love it. It's part of my weekend hobby time. Um, sorry, I digress. But yes, No, but that's important. I'm, I'm glad no, that no, you didn't. Like that's it. really, really, really important because not everyone wants to see themselves on screen or can handle it. So don't go into that if you don't. Some people, you know, I've been a journalist all my life, so it's easy for me to write a blog. If you find writing easy, then write. If you love photography, just do photography. There's a social media platform out there for anyone who can do Anything. Some people adore Twitter and spend their lives on there. I don't. But, you know, we're all different. It's finding your little niche. But what we found, interestingly enough, when we did the thousand women training, we challenged them in a private Facebook to go on and do a private live video just to the group. And we had hundreds of videos and women who had never gone live before, never been on video before. They didn't know how to do it. We taught them how to do it. They got on, they gave us a one minute kind of what they enjoyed about the training. And you could tell some of them said, oh, my heart is pounding. This is, I'm so scared, but I'm doing it anyway. And that was the point was to get them to do something they were scared of, to realize that they weren't going to die, to realize that they had, you know, and then actually some of them really got into it. And then we got the second video and I <laughs> well, exactly. The, the great thing is that, especially now in lockdown, um, you can try anything at home. You can try my silly head, head scarf tying things that everyone seems to love. You can learn to edit and see if you like it. You can do photography. The great thing is we are so lucky. That's why I love technology. You can edit anything. Now, what was your question, Joy, that I didn't answer? <laughs> 
I wasn't really a question. It was more of a statement, just that you can do uh, the, the agents. The yeah, agents. We, uh, well, we were getting into the, I was talking about being a businesswoman and what, you know, you got, obviously you got into this because your godchildren thought you should do it. Then you started loving it. Then you started really enjoy, you know, you got, you then found your mission, which was, you know, positive aging, which is, you know, what we're at now. And, and then you got a lot of requests and then you needed to become, you needed to step into becoming a businesswoman. And no, no, that's why I got an agent. I well, exactly. But I do not want to be a businesswoman. I don't want to haggle over a fee. They are worth every penny of their commission. Just take it away and let, all I want to do is be creative. So for me, because I never went into this to earn money, I actually got the freedom to say, don't like this, this doesn't, because I'm very into slow fashion, saving the planet, ethical brands. I mean, that's the first question I ask. I don't work with everyone. I have to, unfortunately, March brought me loads of people I really did want to work with, but it nearly killed me. So, you know, you have to decide where your perimeters are, but if you're doing it just to pay the mortgage, not a great idea because the joy will go out of it. And I think that's so important. So for me, it was a no brainer. I asked a lovely, lovely fellow Instagrammer I met at this big shoot, um, if they say the agent she was with, I was sent a list of agents by the PR for the beauty campaign, really kind of them. And um, I just went through the list and they popped up and they've looked after me beautifully. But, th but I want to just acknowledge that because I work with a lot of women who would get all the inbox emails and they would think that they need to reply to all of them and they wouldn't hold true to their creative value. And they would say, I'm going to save money by not hiring someone. And I think what you've just said, when you say you're not a businesswoman, I would refute that because you are a businesswoman. You just made a business decision to hire someone to work for you, to handle that so you could do what you love. And I think that's really important. And so many women I know, they try and be the one man band, the solopreneur. They try and do that for so long. And they, 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 you can't grow that way. You can't, you can't become a, a, the, the person or the business you want to become that way. So I just want to acknowledge that I think you are an incredible businesswoman. You are an incredible um, iconic woman in this world. And women should really take a lot from that, that you know your creative value, you've held on to that creative value, and you've brought people in to support you who will uh, help keep you doing what you love. And I think that's so important. Thank you. Yes, you've made a very good point because I listen to an awful lot of podcasts. And one thing that comes across more than anything else is you need to concentrate on the things you love doing. Get rid of the rest. Get someone else to do the stuff you hate doing, be it ironing or washing the dog. Who, who knows? For me, it's negotiating a fee. I don't want to know. It's embarrassing. It made me really uncomfortable. Well, and also, you think it's going to cost you money. But actually, if you hire a professional, whether it's an SEO, a trainer, a coach, whoever it is, they are going to end up making so much more money for you than you could ever dream. 
So well, well, well put, Joy, a really good point. Well, I think it's an important point people need to hear because I think, you know, if someone does get into something with a passion and it's a passion project, but it turns out that actually other people find their passion very interesting and it does catapult them into the public eye, that there are things that they can do to protect what they love and that is hiring other people to help them do that. And I think, you know, I just think it's great to share that story because I don't want women to... I think women stop. There's a point where they they have a choice of bringing people on to help them uh, or stopping. And I see a lot of women stop and try and hold on to that. And that's really hard. Um, I just want to, I want a piece of advice from you um, to the woman in her 50s and in her 60s who is thinking it's game over for me technologically, it's game over for me career-wise. Um, I'm, I'm a tech dinosaur, I'm, never, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm extinct, I'm out of the game. I want a message from you to them that tells them the truth, because that's not the truth, and we both know it. No, it's not the truth. That's a fear, that's a huge fear. I think the single most useful thing you can do at any age is to embrace now, to stay relevant. That's why I still listen to radio stations with music. That's why I still go to festivals and gigs. That's why I embrace technology. I know of a woman of 86 who learned to use one of the first Apple computers way back because she wanted to. Um, it's so important to stay rele relevant because then you've got something in common with your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews. You can, I love young people as much as people my own age and older. Um, stay relevant and you, you're not invisible. You're not on the slag heap. You can be any, well, within reason. I'm never going to become a ballerina, am I, or a gymnast, um, but within reason. You can be anything, you can do anything you want to do. And a lot of the stuff that you may want to do is free out there, even in a lockdown. You have an amazing wardrobe, but I don't see much a linking to its brand. Is this type of, uh, is, is this type of promoting something you're not keen to do? So I no, think- I always, no, I always tag the brands. Always tag always. the brands. If I remember where they're from, don't forget I wear a lot of, um, recycled clothes I wear a lot of vintage clothes from vintage stores so obviously there isn't a brand um but I always tag the brand I mean I if you look on Instagram which is repeated on Facebook but please come and join you on Instagram as well alternative aging for both by the way Facebook and Instagram my most recent post is a dress that I was lucky enough to be gifted and I've definitely tagged them and most of my vintage style dresses are from UK small independent manufacturers. So I'm very, very happy. A, I love the clothes because they're ethical and beautiful. And um, B, they're just gorgeous designs. So if I haven't tagged it, um, Facebook is, you know, Instagram goes straight. Well, I've got a question for you, Joy. You know, Instagram automatically shares it on Facebook. Most of the time, I can't be asked to go in and edit it and take all the hashtags out. Yeah, you need, sure a, you need a tech pixie working for you. They would sort yes, that please. out. 
what, um, what I tend to, yeah, because actually, actually, to be honest, that's a problem I see a lot of women do. They will um, put, it, put it on Instagram, push it through to Facebook, and then they don't go and edit it. No, I do when I've got time, but yeah. sometimes I just but don't. if you use Creator Studio, so here's a little tip here. So if you pre-schedule using Creator Studio. I don't pre-schedule ever. Okay, that's well, a top let me, tip. That is a top tip. That is a top, okay, that's your top tip. But if you Because you've got decide, to engage. You won't get people seeing it because of the algorithms unless you're on it, engaging. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. I think you can pre-schedule and then you can still do your lives and that will bring bring it to life right and I think you can do a few that are pre-scheduled and a few that are live but one one thing I would say is if you pre-schedule you can set it up so that it um it it pre-schedules into both Instagram and Facebook and then you can go and edit the one on Facebook and edit the one on Instagram so that they're both going out with the correct copy barring that yeah Barring that, the next best thing is to push it live and have an assistant who knows how to edit stuff. Just oh, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. And then I'll have to tell the assistant to go, no, I'll do it. I, well, if you I get a tech pixie, they already it, know how to do it for you. So it's really, really important, though. No, I just can't be asked. I don't know how to do it. It takes me a second. But yeah. Well, it, I would say, you know, it depends on where your audience is. I've always said, I've always gone with, if your audience is on Instagram, Instagram, be on Instagram. If your audience is on Facebook, be on Facebook. What I would probably suggest is if you're not using Facebook, you can even hide your Facebook page and just yes. Just do the odd one and do it properly. Thank yeah. you. Great well, advice, darling. Um, yes, sometimes yes. you just need permission, right? Some, sometimes you just need someone to say, you know what, you don't need to be on all the networks. And no. the cool thing is you can have an Instagram business account that's attached to a Facebook page. And no, can, that's what I have. Yeah, but you can hide the Facebook page and you don't even have to do the Facebook page. I can't actually work out how to get rid Oh, when it asks me, yes. I'm yeah, but don't it delete off. it. Don't delete do not no 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 but when i when i post which yeah. i prefer to do live so i can engage um when i post um it automatically goes to both there's no way of just tapping oh, instagram I see. Uh, well there are in your settings so um you can definitely edit that in your settings so it's pushing yeah both, but you can change that and i can um i i would have to that's a no, you, don't worry about it. You can it. do it afterwards. I'll show you. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's in settings. But you can do worry. that. You can edit it in your settings so it only goes to Instagram. Yes, but see, sometimes I want it to go to both. So yeah. basically, you need to kick my ass and just say, Susie, just get into Facebook and edit it. It would take you 10 seconds. Well, I, that anyway. would be. That's that my a piece of advice. Go in and edit it afterwards. We've got a we've got a woman in our um, network, and she she always likes to say JF uh, JFDI. You know what that means? JFD. No. Just effing do it. Yes, right? exactly. That, but that's but, one. So JFDI is one way of doing it. Another way of saying it is, and I wrote back to her. I said, actually, I like to ascribe to the uh, DBFL. Don't be effing lazy. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is laziness. It's total laziness. And who isn't getting lazier and lazier in lockdown? But that was a very long-winded way of saying why if somebody, I don't know who that comment was from, but it might be somebody from my Facebook page. Oh. And then they're not getting the tag because, of course, the tag won't make any That's what I hate about. But, but Susie, also, let me just give oh. you a little top tip here. If you do get you know if you do go in and edit it and you 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 edit the facebook one and you tag it properly 
Yeah, it, that tagging properly takes hours because you've got to find the bloody people and they never have the same name. That's why you need a tech pixie that's assistant. That's why I'm being lazy. That's You and, need a tech pixie assistant. They will sort you out. They'll do that. But here's uh, the best part yeah, of that. The reach will go up. So but the, the effort to tag. Oh, yes, good point. That Very good now. point. Very good point. Yes. And now be a businesswoman and just hire someone okay. to do the hard work for you. No, 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 I can't hire someone. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't know when I'm going to post. I don't want that in my life. I'm just right. going to get on and do it. Because I only post when I've got clear time to talk to people. Perfect. So there's nothing stopping me. I'm just being idle. But if it ever gets too much, I'll hire tech pixies for well, sure. And here's, here's the other side, Susie. I would challenge you to go in and edit it for like 10 times, right? Just, just. And then it would be a habit. I have done it before. But, but no, but also you're going to see statistically the difference. Okay. And if there is no statistic difference, stop doing it. I but need if, you. If you see after 10 times of editing it that you, they get greater reach because you tag the brands, keep doing it right? Oh, I love it. You're then, very good. You're would, very good. I would also challenge you to find a little bit of a consistent rhythm because the bonus of being consistent, and I know you like the off the cuff stuff, but the bonus- no, but of, I am consistent with my posts. Well, see, then that means that if you are consistent and you find that time frame that you're normally on- Oh yeah. Now I have a consistent time frame. It's always between four and six. My YouTube so, always on a Sunday. I'm totally, that's very important consistency. So if you, if you get to the point where you want to hire someone to help you, you know the times that they will be working and you don't have to go in and edit the Facebook post because pretty much consistently, those are the times and days you work. Yeah, but not, yes, if you find someone who works, yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there that would love to work for you, with you, flexibly and do that role for you, you know, so you don't have to do that role. It's not fun going and searching up all those brands, but I think the challenge for you, do 10 days of, of, of yeah. going in and editing it, see if it makes a difference. If it does, then it's 100% worth it, then carry on. Thank you, and I will let you know. And for whoever asked that, I, they do know, I assume, to tap on the picture on Instagram. You'd be amazed how many people don't know that they have to tap the photo to see who, because sometimes I don't need to tag the brand or I don't want to because I'm talking about lockdown. Um, but I always tag them if they're a brand I love on the photo, not in the main body. Well, and you can do it in both places. You know, you can put it in the body. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But sometimes I don't want to put it in the yeah. main body. But a lot of people don't know that they need to tap the photo well now they, really they do don't. now they do but now they do tap the photo if you want to know what i'm wearing okay last should we do our last question yes okay and i my airpods are, i can't my airpods you, I mean, have made a noise there are hundreds of comments on here so you just oh, have to go Jesus. and they're so gorgeous um the last question is uh this is from depika uh she said and i hope i said that correctly um, what self-talk do you use to motivate yourself if you're feeling unmotivated or having a down day? Oh, that's such a good question in the middle of a lockdown. I don't actually, I've given up. Why? Why do we need to self-motivate us? We're locked up in Groundhog Day. I will actually, i tell you what I do do, and you'll hear this on a lot of um, health podcasts, is 
however unmotivated I feel, I make myself do my five Tibetan rites, my yoga, if that's what I'm doing, or my body coach. And the other thing is, this is, I wish I could remember her name, and I bet you know her, Joy, but there's a wonderful woman who does life coaching out there, saving time. And I remember her telling me on Instagram ages ago to, to attempt something. I can't remember if it was two minutes or five minutes. Anyway, I do everything in 10 minute chunks. I need to tidy a drawer. I haven't done any decluttering, 10 minutes. And odds are you'll end up doing it for half an hour. I've got to do body coach is only 10 minutes twice a day. The yoga I was doing, 10 minutes. The Tibetan Five Rights, 10 minutes. You add all that up, that's a lot. Anybody can cope with 10 minutes. And that's why, that's how I motivate myself. I go, right, don't feel like working. Don't feel like cleaning the house. Don't feel like doing anything except walking my dog. But I will do some exercise and it really works. So I hope that helps. Well, but that you, does help. If and, you and feel I... like doing nothing, do nothing. But I guarantee the lower you, because I know I've been there. We've all been there. The lower I feel and the less I do, the lower I feel. So it's a horrible circle. So get well, out in the fresh air and walk. I think the mantra, the mantra you've just described is one that my time management coach has just taught me because I finally had to get a time management coach because I need to get my time. Oh, what's her name? What's my time manager, Neil, Neil Williams. She's amazing. Oh, yes. It's not the same person. But no, yeah. but I think she's trained. I, she's one. I think it's the life coaching school is what you're talking about. And she's trained in that 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 probably I, she's yeah. wonderful like because there's so many on instagram i can't remember no, i know who you're name. talking about though. i know exactly who you're talking about she's but absolutely lovely lovely lady and she's always passing on these amazing little sound bites that's a brilliant well, i i think we can find her and put her on here but what i think what i what i think the the message here the motto here is i can do things i don't want to do you know, and that by doing things I don't want to do, I become a stronger, more resilient person. And, you know, that, and I think, you know, what she's taught me is, you know, when you've got a list of to do's and, you know, the, they just keep getting procrastinating and procrastinating and procrastinating on actually what happens is you you carry that procrastination with you all the time. You know, you carry that. I should have done that. I should have done that. And it, and like, they call it being shooted on, <laughs> like I've been shooted on. But I, what I loved about what she said was just get into the mindset that you can do things that you don't want to do. Like I can do the Joe Wicks workout, even if I don't want to do it, because I know yes. it's better for me if I do it. So I think you've given everyone permission to do things that they don't want to do. All right. Um, someone has just said, this is better than Netflix. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. We beat I Netflix. love it. I love Netflix, but that has made my day. It's probably made my week. Oh, oh there you go. I, oh, I was Sarah Dawson. Such a bad mood. Week. I was in such a bad mood on Monday. Oh, I hated my life on Monday. I just stamped around going, grand old day. Grand old day. I've just got every day exactly the same, but. I feel, listen, it's Thursday, girls and boys. We've got NHS tonight, if you're in the UK. We've got um, BE Day tomorrow. Cheer, look at my cup. Oh, there we go. All Ready. right, more praise. So Yvonne says, she's so glad she remembered to log in for this. Thank you, Susie and Joy. It's been an inspiring 
It's been thank you so much. Bless you, bless you, bless you. And I hope you come and visit me on my page if Joy doesn't mind. And no, my go Instagram. For it. I'm very good at communicating. I that's the top, top last tip for Instagrammers. Engagement is all it's about. And um, I always answer my comments. Well, we love that you do, and we love that you came on here. And thank you so much for this wonderful breath of fresh air in what is not the most fun period of time for most people. Uh, what a blessing you are to all of us. Thank you, Joy, so much. And thank you for the brilliant advice and the excellent questions, all of you. Thank you so much.